Hello, ladies, and welcome to week two of our February series where we are looking at how we can take care of different parts of our body. And so we're looking at this each week, both from a biblical, spiritual standpoint on Wednesday, but also from a practical, more physical standpoint on Friday posts. And so this week, we are looking at how to take care of our eyes. Now, your eyes are a powerful part of your body. So much of your life is experienced through how you see things, but let's be honest, sometimes our mouths can get in the way of this. And that's why this week, we're going to be talking about the spiritual discipline of silence as it connects to the health of our eyes. Because the Bible knows this is a truth that applies not just physically, but also spiritually. Sometimes in the stories of scripture, we find that when we're able to close our mouths, our eyes are actually opened to the work of God around us. And this is especially true when it comes to God fighting for his people, for Israel, for the church, for me, and for you, my sister. And it's with that in mind that we'll be visiting the Exodus story again this week. If you haven't read or listened to our posts on Remembrance, you'll want to do that before continuing on, and you can do that by clicking on the link down below to help provide context and background for our story today. And so with this spiritual discipline of silence on our minds, let's go ahead and dive into Exodus 14, where we'll discover what the spiritual discipline has to do with God providing for Israel and fighting their battles. When life rushes around you and when walls close in on you, when you can only sense the chaos of the world and not the peace of God, what is your response? If you're anything like me, you turn to fear. You ask questions of God. You spit frustration out at others. Our mouths open wide in response to whatever situation is at hand. A spiritual discipline of silence is not our instinctual response to the whirlwind of life. And for Israel, silence was the last thing on their mind as well. Last week, we saw the beginning of Israel's story, specifically their story of freedom, as they journeyed out into the wilderness in the Exodus. Because God here had led them to freedom, but, you know, freedom to where? The wilderness? Just as soon as they look to see that desolate desert ahead of them, they turn back and they see their captors closing in behind them. Egypt is rushing toward them, an army closing in, chaos is quickly approaching. And just like you and me, Israel's first choice is not the discipline of silence. Their response is fear. And just like you and I do, they open their mouths and cry out to God. But I don't want you to miss this, dear woman. Israel's cry to God in these verses is not without reason. They spent 430 years enslaved to this cruel army that is now quickly descending upon them. Exodus 14.10 tells us, The people of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them, and they feared greatly. And the people of Israel cried out to the Lord. 
Israel's eyes see the danger coming. Their eyes perceive the threat of danger quickly approaching. And so they do the natural thing. They cry out to God. In Exodus 14, verses 11 through 12, they tell Moses that it would have been better to die as slaves than to die in these conditions. Slavery they knew, bondage was familiar, but death in the wilderness? Their mouths opened wide to what their eyes perceived to be a gross injustice. God had brought them to freedom only to let them die. This is what they see, so this is what they speak. But God is going to teach Israel a very important lesson here, one that concerns our spiritual discipline of silence today. God is going to teach them how he will fight their battles and how he will provide for Israel in the wilderness. Israel needed to learn this just as much as we do, sister. So let's not miss what's next. The grace of the gospel is found in the spiritual discipline of silence. Moses' words for Israel display this in Exodus 14, verse 14, where he tells them, Don't be afraid. Stand firm and see the Lord's salvation he will provide for you today. For the Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You must be quiet. I don't know about you, but when I read these words from Scripture, when I hear them out loud, they are rest for my soul. So let's go ahead and read them again together. Moses tells them, Don't be afraid. Stand firm and see the Lord's salvation he will provide for you today. For the Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You must be quiet. Moses' words to Israel's quick cry of fear are not words of shame, condemnation, or even a call to repent. No, here in this moment of Israel's story, they are words of grace. God knows that Israel's instinctual response to fear is one that has been ingrained in them for hundreds of years. So the words, don't be afraid, are a salve to souls who only knew slavery. But Israel is here, now, in the wilderness, to be souls freed from bondage. Because of this, Moses tells them to stand firm. And what are they to do? Close their eyes to the danger? Turn their eyes from the Egyptian army? No. Moses tells them to keep their eyes open to see the Lord's salvation. The Egyptian army they see coming after them will never be seen again. What must they do for their eyes to witness salvation? Israel must be silent. Through their silence, Israel will see God fight their battle. Through their silence, Israel will see how God provides in their wilderness. So many of us want to know how we can let God fight our battles. 
We cry out to God day into the night and with no reprieve. Yes, my dear woman, I am as familiar with this as you are. Our eyes are open to the world around us and what we see offers us no comfort. And so our mouths open. We let out anguished cries to God, just as Israel let out the deepest, most anguished cry of their souls, we also cry out to God with deep, often justified fear. But again, notice that God doesn't pour shame upon them for opening their mouths in Exodus 14. Israel is simply called to close them, just for a moment, as God provides for them in the wilderness. It's in Israel's silence where God's power will be on display. And the spiritual discipline of silence was, in this moment, Israel's lesson as much as it is ours. And so what is that lesson from this Bible study we've done on silence today? The lesson is this. There is a time to speak and a time to cry out to God, but in the same step There is a time when we must close our mouths so that our eyes can be open to seeing God's power on display. And so here's what we're going to do now. We're going to put this spiritual discipline of silence into practice. If you've got little kids running around you or you're in the middle of a work day, you don't have to do this right now in this moment. But before you crawl in bed tonight, I'd encourage you to revisit this post and to stop and practice the silence. And so with that, this is what I want you to do. Open your Bible to Psalm 46. With your Bible open in front of you, place your hands with your palms up and lay them on your Bible. Then I want you to close your eyes and breathe in, and out before the Lord. Allow your mind to settle and ask God to clear your head of all distractions as you come before him. Breathe in and out again, asking that God would speak into your silence. And then I want you to open your eyes and read through Psalm 46. Then, once you've finished doing that, read through it again. And after you've read through the psalm, ask God that as your mouth is closed before him, that he would open your eyes to see his power at work in your life. This time that you spend with scripture in front of you, the psalms before you, and God speaking into your life is not a time for you to speak your fears This time is not a time to cry out. God already sees you. Dear woman, he sees your fears. Right now, though, it's just a time for you to listen. Because just as Israel needed to see how God would fight their battles through their silence, we also can discover how God will fight our battles as we Close our mouths and open our eyes to his work around us. And so, as we come to the end of our time together again today, we've journeyed through Israel's story and we've found ourselves in it. 
My hope and prayer is that opening the scriptures together again today has been what Moses' words to Israel in Exodus 14.14 were. A salve that has soothed your soul. Because you, my sister, can be silent before your God and know that he will fight your battles for you. Whether you have words to express your deep pain, your sorrow, or not, you can still trust that God is good, that God is faithful, and that God is working out a way to provide for you in your wilderness. Because even when your eyes see danger and death, God is calling you to see his salvation But allowing our eyes to see beyond Egypt descending upon us requires that we quiet our fears for just a moment and focus our eyes instead on God. Find time to open your eyes to God at work in your life today because even in the face of death, God is working out your salvation. Trust Him. For more on meditating on God's Word and practicing Christian mindfulness, You can visit our posts on those topics listed down below. Until next time, let's not forget these words from Psalm 46, verses 10 through 11, that say, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress.